why don't our parents teach us this shit? Like, that's not the case, but there's just so many things that cannot be taught. They have to be experienced and learned. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Minimally Millennial. I'm Shelby. And I'm JP. Our intention with this podcast is to create a community for young millennials navigating adulthood for the first time. We strive to look at life with direction and purpose and want to share this vision with all of y'all. Rather than avoiding the tough conversations, we want to talk about them and get them out in the open. So if you're like us and have days when you ask yourself, how the hell did I get here and what am I supposed to do next? Then you're in the right place. So together, we will unlock the secrets of adulting and try to answer the question, why did nobody tell me this shit? Let's get started. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Minimally Millennial. Today, we're going to be talking about things we least expected as we become adults. But before we get started, JP, do you want your millennial moment of the week? Yes. <laughs> that was so aggressive. Yes. My millennial moment of the week is we went out to drinks with uh, me and my friends uh, to celebrate one of them getting a job interview, job offer. And while we were there, we all ended up getting on a conversation about Excel sheets and the tips and tricks mm. to go into how to use them. And Ellis talked about uh, his TikTok having a bunch of Excel tips and he would we, be on Excel talk. We've been talking about it for like five minutes and I'm like, wow, we are out at a five at five o'clock talking about Excel. We are a wild bunch. You're out of the blue hair hour. Is what my grandparents yeah. call it getting dinner at like four or five. It was just drinks, no dinner. That's even worse getting drinks at five. Like already yeah, had happy dinner. hour. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, we went right like post, post dinner drinks. I was like, girl, no, 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 no. I would like that, though. We also, I think we should also address the two elephants in the room. Mm -hmm. okay. One is uh, it's your birthday weekend. Oh, yes. JP's going to be a hot and flirty 28. <laughs> flirty? Only be flirting with Ellis. You can still be flirty. Okay. Just with your mans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't saying you're going to be flirting around town. I just mean you can still be flirty. <laughs> I don't think we should address that we are in a unique recording predicament today. If those of you that have seen our story. Mm -hmm. I'm in my closet. Shelby, it's time to come out. You know, I've been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> uh, no, you look great. The lighting is superb in there. It's not dark at all. Um, my microphone's on a high noon box. In solidarity for the struggles we've had this morning, we did crack open a beer. So yes. this is the first time we've ever drank while recording. No, it has not been. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. One of our first episodes definitely had some wine. That's true. Maybe. Uh, no, it was just with Tammy. Maybe. I don't even remember. I don't remember but either, but. We started off recording. It, well, Shelby started off recording in her bathroom this morning. We had a rough time. <laughs> relocated to the closet. To be fair, it's because I'm trying to be a respectful roommate, so. Yes. My roommate has friends in town and they're sleeping outside, and so I didn't want them to hear me excitedly yelling while recording the podcast while they're. Sleep on not, the couch. Not, yeah, not sleeping outside, sleeping in the living room. In the li to be fair, we did not make them sleep outside. They are in the living room. <laughs> Therefore, once again, in the closet. So we cracked a beer in solidarity. Yes, had to. Cheers. 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 To your birthday, clink. Yes. Make it clink. Make it clink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My, uh, people told me I could do ASMR, so. I can't oh, hear anything. Oh, oh, wait, you have a good whisper. Do your whisper. That was a good whisper. 
I can't even hear your voice. <laughs> my voice can only go one octave. Oh my goodness. This is total side note, but um, I found out there's a possibility I could get my voice fixed. No, no I think it would, I think there's it nothing change. wrong with it. Don't get your voice fixed. Oh, no, no, no. Because remember, I lost like one of the reason. I know, your vocal cord. Year, my vocal cord. And one of our ENTs was like, oh, that's super easy. We can do like an injection or because uh, he said it, one of them is likely paralyzed. We could fix it. And I was like, like but what I said. Botox? Um, I don't know exactly what kind of injection, but they would have to like go in a camera down my throat and do an injection. And I was like, one, that sounds scary, but it would change my voice. I was like, I don't think I can do it. I think I'm just going to keep my voice forever, even though it's like screwed up. Yeah. No, Everybody's it's not reaction. screwed up. It's no, beautiful. No, it is because I can't. Oh, it's you. beautiful. Because I can't. Um, whisper? I know. Yeah, I can't whisper. I can't yell. I can have like one. This is it. But everybody's had that reaction. They're like, oh my goodness. No, don't get your voice fixed. Yeah. See? <laughs> Shelby I said if it wouldn't Shelby. be permanent damage, I don't want to get it fixed. <laughs> also, like, what are the risks associated with that? That sounds risky. Well, no, they said that it was um, that, like, more than likely one of my vocal cords became paralyzed. And when they do, they kind of separate. And mm -hmm. if they can't touch, they can't, like, vibrate against each other. Oh. So, the, so whatever they would inject it with would fill the space oh. and let them, like, vibrate against each other again. But I don't know if it would make my voice go back to how it was. You don't even know my old voice. I don't even know you. you, know? you nobody would know me. I couldn't do the podcast. <laughs> I have to quit. I have to change my name, going to social, not social services, witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Wild times. But, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the only thing I discovered today was that, um, or this week, I have a tooth that's crooked now after having braces for four years growing up. Oh, no. And it's going to cost $4,300 to get adult braces up top to try to fix it. You know, get like, Invisalign. I'm pretty sure it's cheaper. Well, I have a permanent retainer. So they'd have, I'd have to go to an orthodontist, get my retainer moved, get Invisalign. Because Invisalign is like uh, not a doctor's office. Yeah. And then go back in and get my permanent retainer back in. That's oh, yeah. That's work. stupid. So. Anyways. I like it crooked. Thanks. <laughs> Wow, things he least expected as adults. Number mm -hmm. one, adult bracing. Mm. Yeah. But, all right, so I've got a list of things for things I least expected as an adult. Me too. And <laughs> we've been adult. Like, what age would you even consider being, quote, an adult? I think it's so funny that society tells us that we're adults at 18 because I look oh, back and I was oh, like, I was oh. not an adult to make decisions, whatever. I think it really didn't hit me. If I'm being fully honest, I started feeling like an adult when I moved to Atlanta fully, like out of school, even uh, maybe even residency. So like when I started claiming being like, okay, I feel like a legitimate adult, but I think that's still older than the average person. I feel like you start feeling like a full adult when you have that first job, because that's when a lot more of the responsibilities come on. Because when you're like us and you were poor, well out of college, like into grad school and whatnot, some of those adult decisions I didn't make or couldn't make because I didn't have any money to make them. Right. My first, I felt like an adult when I bought my house. Mm. So that was, well, it's almost two years ago now. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I was doing the math with my friend Joe last night because she's like, yeah, I've owned my place over a year and a half. And I was like, no, because she bought hers after she bought, I bought mine. Um, yeah. So I think that's really when I noticed this is a new chapter. This is like, there's not, I'm not really 
be going back. Like this is first time without roommates, first time I'm financially on my own, really. Yeah. And at that point I was, so I was 26 years old. So that would have been that quote age that I truly felt it. And I'd been working my first professional job for two years. No, a year and a half at that point. Yeah. I feel Which, like it's not really an age, probably. It's going to be monumental moments like that for everyone because you and I both, mm-hmm. you did your internship and then went to grad back to grad school mm-hmm. and, and did a residency and did that residency. So I was in school for seven years. Yeah. I think schooling really impacts that moment. Yeah. And but you're like big life decisions. Like you got engaged this year, you bought a house. Like even just, you know, obviously, like we talk about it, but my monumental adult feelings have been different because I haven't had those things like happen, which, you know, like you said, I'm I'm happy with. But so I feel like it's interesting that both of our timelines and when we felt like adults felt different. But I'm glad yours was later, too, because I was like, should it be when I left college? Because I was like, I definitely was still doing some college shit when I left college. (laughs) Not like drinking a high noon in my closet recording our podcast isn't college shit. It is 940 in the morning, everybody, (laughs) just by the way. (laughs) <laughs> and we are it's our birthday weekend we're celebrating. It's your birthday weekend How, what better way to celebrate things we least expected adults if hey number one if you would have asked me three four years ago if we would have ever had a podcast and i would have been recording on it like i would have been giving up a saturday morning or like not not that i was going out last night but like going out last night being like i gotta record in the morning that's something i never would have expected mm-hmm. to have a spotify that we just hit five thousand downloads for by the way I know it's exciting. <laughs> thank Woo-hoo. you, everybody. Yeah, thank it's you. Crazy guys. to think about. I met with um, a potential photographer for our wedding, and she follows me on Instagram and said, "How's your podcast going?" And I was like, "Oh my god, thanks for asking!" Like I've not interacted with her very much, but she <laughs> follows along with us, so it was super exciting. I think that's awesome. I was talking about it at dinner last night with our. Um, my like gym girlfriends and one of them knew about it because she saw it on my social media and she like announced everyone she was like everybody listen to Shelby's podcast and I was telling them what it's about and they were like wait that's like so cool I was like thank you Mm. and we're gonna have some exciting stuff coming up with the podcast too when we hit up on our official first year yes oh yeah Mm -hmm. anniversaries coming up anniversaries coming up in three weeks oh shit oh my god we've been work married for a year (gasps) we like we cut the cake Best work wife wife ever. Oh, best work wife. (laughs) My only work wife. Well, no, I guess I technically have two. My PA would be my work wife too. Yeah, but I was your OG. You were even my work wife at Clemson. Yeah, no, you were my OG work wife. Cheers. Cheers. I wish you could hear me clinking it. I can't hear you clinking. Dang. (laughs) Microphones. Come on. Where's our ASMR? Um, Okay, JB, tell me the first thing that you listed of like something you did not expect as adults. I know we kind of generally talked about it, but tell me something you first did not expect. The first thing I listed out, there's no rule book to life. Mm -hmm. And if there is out there, you know, quote, you want to call many rule books, everyone is reading their own book. Obviously, like I'm someone who loves instructional manuals. (laughs) Like my bookshelf is filled with like, how to do this, how to do that, how like just trying to send you a how-to for your birthday. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How to set work boundaries. (laughs) And I just think that's the best way 
to know how what steps I'm going to take. And I think that's caused a, a little bit of anxiety is there's, I have always been the person that has said, I'm doing, and I've talked about this in multiple episodes, I'm doing this because I know this is the goal, this is my next step, and I'm trying to achieve this. And honestly, I just sort of expected everyone to be on that same page. And I think that's what's hard too as you're growing up. You also feel like everyone should be making the same decisions you are sometimes. And that's why you don't understand people is because you see the way of life you're trying to go. And so it should make sense as to why you're making the decisions you're making. So why aren't they also making the same decisions? So I think it's become harder the older you get, the less you have to care about what others think because you are on your own journey and your journey has to look different from someone else's. There's not a rule book that we're all following and headed in the same direction. I love that because I think the notion of being an adult is that there, whether we admit it or not, that there was a rule book that you were supposed to, I mean, we've talked about on the podcast because you're supposed to go to college, Mm -hmm. get married, buy a house, have a kids, have the same job for the next 30 years. And then retire at like 62. Like I think. At least in our households, I would say. The majority of our friends' households. I don't know if that's the norm for everyone. That's true. But but regardless of this like unwritten rule book or, you know, whatever. I remember, I don't know if you had this sensation, but I thought it was so funny because it happened as we were growing up, but I didn't recognize it as as much. Like I remember being in middle school, like in sixth grade and being like, oh, eighth graders, they have it figured out. They look so old. <laughs> right. I was a freshman in uh, high school and I was like, oh, the seniors, they're going to go to college. Like, they're so old. Like, they've got to figure it out. I was a senior. I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. College and so on and so forth. And like, if you were to ask someone, I think it's funny sometimes when I tell people that I'm, like some of my friends that are younger, because I have a mix of friends older and younger, that they're like, oh, like you're 27. And I think it's that same reaction, not like, oh, you're old. It's like, oh, I thought you, I was a freshman, you were the senior, but we were like the same. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you know, like you all, everybody's figuring out on their own timeline. I don't think I understood that last point. Like that same feeling, I feel like goes back. Like I look at someone that's like, oh, you're 35. Like, oh shoot. Like I'm the freshman, you're the senior. You must oh. have it all figured out. And then you mm. get to 35 and you're like, oh shit. And so some of my friends that are younger are in that fresh out of college range. They're like, oh, but you're 27. Like. You're, you're the senior quote. Gotcha. You don't have it all figured out yet. And I was like, no, girl, we're all just winging it. Yeah. I've, as I've, the older I get, the more I respect my parents. Yeah. Because we were at, over at Thanksgiving, we were going over, because Ellis and I are about to get married. And so when I was sitting there, we said, dad, you know, what, how old were you or what were you doing at our age? And he was like, yeah, JP, you were about to be born. And I was like, Goop. Yeah. It's so cute. That same thing. I actually, it was very cute. It, like brought me to tears. My grandma had found this old article that my dad did for the sheriff's office and it was talking about him like starting his job and everything. And he was my age and he said, and it, and it asked him the end, like when you're off work, like, what do you like to do? And it was like, spend time with my 19th, my 19 month year old daughter, Shelby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> it was really cute. And I was like, I was in your life at this age. Holy shit. Right. Right. It's, it's wild. I think it's it's on the same note, but not really. But I think one of my first points that I don't think I expected is, and I kudos to our parents for staying busy all the time, but I feel like as you get older, adulthood is this weird combination of like, you are so free to do whatever you want, but yet also in con- like contradiction, so busy and tied down by things 
but there's things you want to do. Right. Like my schedule has never felt more busy because in high school, college, it's structured, but it's not like busy on your own, you know, fruition or whatever. But now everything's so busy. Like you're so free and so busy all at the same time. Free to make your own choices. Yes. But yet feel like you have to fill it with certain things. Yes. Or like, kind of, yeah. Like, for example, like, you know, next week, I think I have like a book club, therapy. I need a day to pack for a trip and then like dinner with friends. And I'm like, most of those things I could just take out because I'm an adult and I can, I don't have to do any of those things. So I'm free to do that. But also every week feels like that. I'm like, oh, oh, I need a break. Like I hear my, remember hearing my parents talk about that. Like, oh, we're just so busy. But then everything is stuff that you chose to put there. It's not the school you have to do, the sports you were signed up and committed to play, you know, stuff like that. It's interesting though. I've reflect back and I think to high school and college, I really enjoyed like going to classes because I, I think I felt like that's when you're seeing your friends. That's when you're socializing. And so, yes, we're learning. We're supposed to be learning. Sometimes I got kicked out of calculus for talking too much, you know, stuff like that. But <laughs> overall, like I was excited to go because you got to see your friends. You got to socialize. Then you got to go to a sport after school. And there was all these things. Now I go to work. I'm not s- socializing. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're working. Yep. So... I feel there's this obligation to fill your time up outside of work to make sure you get your your social tank filled in other ways. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. I don't think I expected. I think I also expected when it comes to work, which we've talked about on a previous episode, I think on that same notion, I didn't write this one down, but I think I expected to get into my job and felt like I knew what I was doing <laughs> the whole time. And I didn't know shit. Like we cut people open and sometimes I'm like, am I allowed to be, am I old enough to be in here? <laughs> Maybe don't say that. Someone's going to be like, she was a part of my surgery. But it's funny because like it's that it's both. It's and or. The imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's it's the and or because it's like, am I old enough to be in here? And then, you know, I say something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that. I've done this. I've seen this. Blah blah blah. Like that life experience, that school experience kicks in. But that feeling of like, am I old enough to be here? (laughs) Somebody call my mom. (laughs) I think I have been able to. I want more of that in in my work. Like I want, like you have, you are surrounded by a lot of professionals you can look up to and teach you things. Yeah. I'm surrounded by a bunch of college students and I don't get to, I'm more feeding into them and they're looking at like my very first year with my two grad students, they were like, so how do you know what to do? That was one of their questions. Oh God. Well, Based off my experience at Clemson and what we learned in our undergrad degree, you know, you put it all together and hope you're making the best choices. And what do you get? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, to be fair, I mean, we always talk about the comparison thing. I don't think I also realized this is a a great example how much comparing you would feel like you were doing. So I thought as we would get older, that would go away. And I think it does to some degree, but it's still hard not to compare yourself to others. But I hear you say that you're like, yeah, I'm the older one. And like, yes, I have a lot of people above me that can teach me things but sometimes it's almost for a lack of a better term like a tease because I'm restricted in mm. what I went to school for like there's certain things that I can learn but I'll never be able to do unless I go back to school take another test do other things so like in theory with my degree like I'm capped at where I could be I can learn a lot more don't get me wrong but it's also frustrating to know that I'm capped I love and I love when we have students come in because I'm like okay I'm not capped because I can still feed this information to someone because being being the lowest person on the totem pole and always being taught, I never get to share my experience downward either. Hmm. But that moves to one of my points is like, I don't think I realized how much comparing would still be apparent as we got older. That could just be me, but I think people still do it when they get older. 
I think it's inevitable in in any Mm. sense. We're all trying to compare a little bit because you don't, we don't know what we're doing. You mm-hmm. know, you're you're putting your best. That's it was. I'll I'll jump to this. This was my last point, but I think this is a good transition. Is we we're all transition. just we're all just putting our best foot forward. I remember yeah. being, growing up and like being so disappointed in adults sometimes because I assumed that <laughs> this is me, like little me. I'm so disappointed in you as an adult looking at them because I would have I kind I put them on this pedestal and if they made a mistake or or like did something that I thought they should have done better. I honestly was so upset because I'm like, well, you have done all this life experience. You're supposed to know better. But the older I get, the more I'm like, like you said, we don't know shit. <laughs> we don't know shit. Why did nobody tell me all of this shit? Yeah, we know. <laughs> and, and and I don't want to diminish all of our life experience and everything we've been learning. But at the same time, like humbling yourself to say the more the older you get, the more you realize you don't know. And that's OK. Yeah. I think it's funny because, yeah, while we increase our life experience and while we learn more, the older I get, you're right, the more I realize I didn't know. And I feel Mm -hmm. like the more I can relate and have sympathy for my parents. Yeah. Like, they were doing this at such a young age. Yeah. And they were just, like, making it work. The older I get, I'm like, you're a human being. Like, you're not, you know, same thing. And and it's not a bad thing to say, you know, our parents aren't, like, on that pedestal anymore. I think it's, like, a realistic thing. Like, wow, you did a great job for what you were working with. Exactly. This appreciation and respect mm-hmm. for everyone truly doing the best with what they have on that day. Yes. Oh, oh that's so good. Doing the, <laughs> waking up and doing the best what you've got for that day. And it's okay if you don't have it every day. Right. Kind of related not, and not. I know we, were jo- we joke about it all the time about getting older and I joke about my gray hairs, but I think it is, you know, as much as I joke about it, I do truly believe that it's, you know, something I think I didn't expect was to feel the, you know, that little bit of anxiety around like, oh crap, I'm getting older. But then they have the realization in the back end that like, these are things that are meant to happen. We're meant to get older. And like everything that happens every year you get older, every more, that's more experience, more life you got to live. And I don't think I, I expected at first to not care at all about aging. I was like, oh, I'm not going to care at all. So I was surprised when I did care. And then I was surprised when I turned back around, I was like, yeah, but I'm lucky to care. And I'm lucky to get to care about these things. Because not everybody gets to. She is a man. It's my birthday. And that's how I feel. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's your birthday. <laughs> gonna, when this comes out, you're going to be a whole ass 28 year old woman. I like it. Sounds nice. It sounds nice. Yeah. It sounds so nice. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. 28. <laughs> I think. You, do you have any advice going into your 28th year? This is a good thing you least expected, but like advice going into your 28th year for those below us. For me Don't and be, my youthful self. This, gonna be so, this sounds so like. I love I, it. Go for it. Don't be so hard on yourself. That's like everything everyone's told me. Freaking tweet. My dad tells me all the time. But I see it in my, my, my students who are super, they're so strong and they're so hard on themselves. Every, all of them, all these athletic training students. And we're, we're taught to be cutthroat and you have to grind as an AT student. And you take that mentality. And I think there's a lot of great skills going through these hard programs that that you take on for the rest of your life. But there's not enough appreciation and reflection for how far advanced you are as a human because of these programs. And mm-hmm. so sometimes we get, we're so hard on ourselves. And I see that in a lot of my grad students. And I, I work with them 
as much as I can to say, no, let's like love who you are, love the skill set you have, recognize how much you have grown as a human, recognize how much uh, intelligence you have. And I know sometimes it doesn't always, it doesn't change necessarily how they're thinking just by me telling them to think this way. But I, that's one thing I always try to teach the grad students is don't be so hard on yourself. You're, you're doing way better than you think you are. And I, I chuckled as soon as I said that is because my dad literally has given me that same advice. I was say, I'm pretty sure that's all the advice I've been given from preceptors in the history of like the world. So, <laughs> so uh, do you watch, um, have you ever watched Umbrella Academy? I watched like one episode. I haven't gotten into it yet though. Oh, I mean, it's a very weird show, but we just finished season three and I don't want to ruin too much of it, but at the, at the end of the season, there's another apocalypse coming. So if you watch the show, you understand there's always apocalypses coming. Like they'd be doing. Right. Apocalypses just be doing that. And in this certain apocalypse, the family is actually, they are planning a wedding. They are in like, while the world is on fire and everything is crumbling around them, they understand the inevitable that's about to happen. They are laughing and singing and dancing and hanging out with their family as if like like normally like they threw a little mini bachelor party that like the world they have hours left and they're like doing what they can with what they have very little in this small hotel i know that like that's what the whole episode was about this like bigger picture i think message that they're telling you that the world might be crumbling around you but if you still choose to be you're choosing to be happy reflecting on everything you have you can make the situation a lot better and I need to do that more often. I so also pretty, need to do that more often. <laughs> I'm pretty critical of a lot of things. I just thought Me it was too. really beautiful the way they like the world is falling apart, but they're focusing on the, the few happy things that they have. And we need to do that more often. I think because, that's such, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm going on a rant because I feel like I feel that there's this you can either be super critical and not appreciate the happy things because if you're appreciating the happy things and only focusing on what's good, you're negating all the critical or the, all the bad things happening in the world. But we talk, like we talk about in the podcast, it really is. You can be both. I can truly be happy and reflecting on everything around me while also recognizing our politics are crumbling. Our healthcare system is shit, like all these things, but having those opposite emotions is pretty human equality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's so important too, because again, this isn't something I wrote down, but you say that and it reminds me like something that I think maybe you expected, but you didn't fully understand is as we get older, I will never forget one of like the best advice I was given by my mom was, you know, like, don't let, and by both my parents really was like, don't let this world make you hard. And I feel like, you know, mm. how you can give wow. it like a, you can give it like a, hey, that's what she said joke, but like in all seriousness, oh my gosh. <laughs> when in all seriousness, it was so true because like you're a kid and you don't understand you don't understand what the world is like for the most part, unless, you know, some kids, some people grow up, unfortunately, seeing it at a very young age. But there's so much, there's so much bad shit in the world. And as you get older, your eyes, I feel like, get open to them. You know, they get open to, you know, politics. They get open to, you know, the cruelties that are going on outside of your little bubble. And you get older and you start having money stressors. You start having stressors about, you know, what you can provide for your family, what your life is going to look like, how to prevent bad things happen to you, you realize loss and grief mm -hmm. and that 
sometimes the world is just shit. Like it is mm-hmm. just shit and there's nothing you can do to change it sometimes. There's things you can do to count for it. I don't think that there's absolutely nothing we can do. You can vote, you can, you know, take steps, which is right up JP's alley for environmental wellness and things like that. But on that day-to-day mm-hmm. basis, it's easy to forget about all that. But I think it's it's important to remember both the big picture and the smaller picture that do what you can, but don't let it start, like sacrifice what you are here to do as well. Like it, the sense? world is shit, but it's also beautiful. Yes, it's both. It's beautiful it's a, shit. What is it called? There's a word for that. Oxymoron? There we go. Okay, English class. Is it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> just like like we always talk about how we love an onomatopoeia. But I just I just feel like that was like the best advice that was given to me in a while. Like as an adult, I didn't expect to feel it. I, I remember feeling because I, you know, as a child, I was a pretty like happy child and I would stay in general, I'm a really like happy person. But as I get older, I understand now what they meant. You know? Don't uh, as in don't let the world make you hard. Yeah. Like I understand more what they meant. And it's a balance. You can't be the happy-go-lucky person all the time, but can't let the world drain you of all you have because this is all you have. That would be morbid. Oof. That was good, too. Thanks. <laughs> we should have a little busy in high noon every time. Get us in our fields. You, you get us right in our fields. You know I love that. Mm-hmm. Have not had breakfast yet? This is really going down smooth. <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> we are not promoting good drinking. <laughs> healthy habits i'm gonna go eat a full breakfast now and give a couple hours with water don't worry <laughs> i love this episode and i, I think it's funny though because we've <clears> talked <throat> about how everybody's going to be on different timelines we've talked about how everybody is on their own journey and that stories are going to look different i think everything we've talked about not to sound cliche but everything we have talked about on this podcast is again why did nobody tell me this shit like all the things we didn't expect as adults and due to no one's fault you know, I'm not, we're not saying like, why don't our parents teach us this shit? Like, that's not the case, but there's just so many things that cannot be taught. They have to be experienced and learned. You have to learn to go through that first grief. You have to learn to not compare yourself to others. You have to learn that, yeah, all the things we talked about, basically, not to go into a whole other list, but I'm looking at my list and I was like, I bet, I feel like these are just episodes that we've done, not to plug us, but some of the other things I'm like, school doesn't matter as much as you think as well. So if you're in that situation you're stressed you feel pressure to go to college you know all these different things school doesn't matter as much as much as we think too if you have i think at the end of the day it comes down to like the kind of person you are and want to be boom i was what was i watching last night oh (laughs) so i started watching real world like (laughs) the og seasons because it just came on hulu oh my goodness i watched real world for the first time ever when i had covid um (sighs) in 2020 when it when covid first happened me my my whole entire three yeah. years my whole family had covid so what did we do we all binged watched like four seasons of real world like the later seasons <laughs> trash tv everyone's drinking getting crazy getting in fights you know the basic tv drama and so i started watching season three uh when i just because i saw that it was on hulu it, it was filmed in 1994 so kind of funny how the filming is of it compared to the later seasons but they were so intentional they purposely put people from different backgrounds into these houses and this they are having super good conversations like this is stuff that I know me and my friends have not faced and had as much of hard conversations like in season three they have a uh a Hispanic who openly talks about a 
gay Hispanic who openly talks about living with HIV. Then they have a black male who talks about what he has gone through in life. They have a white female, and then they have a non-traditional white male's background. They have a super Republican white female Catholic, and they all come from these different backgrounds and love each other so much, but are having these super hard conversations. Specifically, why I brought it up was because one of the the females, she is struggling because she sees all of her roommates having a passion for what they're doing. And they are all choosing the direction they're going because they have to get these jobs throughout the summer. Mm -hmm. She goes on this whole rant to talk about what at the end of the day, what really matters is I can't try to be like any of my roommates, even though all of them are super unique and really have their life. It's what seems like to be their life figured out. I have to figure out what's important to me. And that's, what's going to drive me. That's what's going to make me be able to make decisions easier. That's how I'm going to get through this life. And I was just listening. Okay. Trash TV. Right. I was like, this is what real world was supposed to try to be teaching us. Like we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different walks of life. You can't try to be like everyone else that is around you. You have to decide what is going to put you forward and what's your passion. I was like, here I am laying in bed with a migraine and real world's teaching me some life lessons. Teaching you the real world. Teaching me the real world. I feel like that's important too. One of the things I'd written down was like that friends and people in your life will come and go and not everyone's going to be on the same at the same pace. And sometimes that works to not be on the same pace and sometimes it doesn't. That's okay. I don't think I expected that. I think when you're younger, you expect like friends for life. Yeah. And it's okay if it's not like you will find your people. There will be people that you know will be there for life, but it may not be the people you thought were going to be there for life when you were in high school or college. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) cry. Thinking about my friends that are going to be with me at my wedding celebrating and i'll be there with a high noon mm. <laughs> no we'd be drinking better than a high noon on our wedding. okay fan 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 <laughs> i think just to like wrap up today and let me know if i miss any points too that every it's <laughs> here one line summary everything was not expected expected <laughs> yeah. and not expected but nothing is like you think it's going to be and that's completely okay wherever yeah. point you're at it is okay no. Nothing is like what you thought it was going to be. Nothing is like what you thought it was going to be. It will continue to not be like we thought it was going to be. You will continue to be challenged and changed as you get older. And all of that is okay. That's what's supposed to happen. Yes. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) Well, JP, on that note, do you want your, speaking of adulting, this is, uh, I got your word of the week. All right. I'm ready for you. I've never even heard of it. So it's going to be a step up challenge. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, your word of the week is Kiki. Kiki, do you love me? Nope. <laughs> this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. I was like, is this real? This was the first one I read, and I was like, this is fake. The uh, only time I've heard that word is exactly, I mean, th- that name is exactly how I just sang it. <laughs> so according to this website, it says, a Kiki is a party or festive gathering, which I feel like this is definitely appropriated from somewhere. So I apologize in advance, but it was on the list. And I don't want to repeat like last week when we had the same word by accident. Um, but it says it for a Kiki, for instance, has a double meaning, either to celebrate or to share gossip. Ooh. Just have a little Kiki. But I see, I feel like I was like that. And I was like, for some reason, that just doesn't roll off the tongue like some of the other ones. But that is the word of the week. So if you know this or if you heard anybody use this, Please let you us know, know what culture it is appropriated from. Please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Oprah Daily. So I dot com. So this is where I got this word from. 
Well, this was awesome. I think we had a really a lot of good points to summarize and it, and we kind of were all over the place, but that's what happens when we're recording in a closet on my birthday weekend, drinking a high noon and a busy. It just, just is what it is. Spilling our guts. Here we are. This is honestly why we started the episode was because we you and I had conversations like this all the time or started the podcast. And I think we are headed in the right direction coming up on a year. We're still staying true to ourselves and we really appreciate everyone who's been a part of this journey. Us too. And thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye y'all. We want to thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you like what you heard, make sure to download, rate, and review. For more content from your faves, follow us on Instagram at minimally.millennial.podcast. A new episode is released every Sunday at midnight, so don't forget to set those reminders for your Monday morning commute. We'll see you next week to once again tackle the question, why did nobody tell me this shit?